citizens of the verse today is october 18th 29 oh it's october yeah october 18th yeah 2953 and welcome to another episode of citizen cast we are a star citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development i'm your host way too geeky and of course joined by mr connecticut bound and down or maybe not so down uh (laughs) seagard olson hello seagard Yes, I'm at the home base. When did you go into Connecticut? Uh, went last, um, I think it was last Wednesday. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we, we were like ships in the night. Yeah. Because yeah. I left last Monday. Oh. <laughs> um, so, it's been quite a while, folks. So sorry. That combination of craziness in life, as well as lack of true engaging content for us kind of created a little bit of a tailwind and it's uh it's truly my fault so i apologize but we're hoping we'll have tons of content going forward um so yeah we have a lot to talk about i think this week um seagard have you been playing the game at all uh not since i came up here and before i left i was playing some i was doing a little bit of uh stuff with some of the guys but mostly just trying different things out uh, you've got a little bit of reverb. I don't know if you have. Okay, let me uh, see if I can turn that down a little bit. Amateur podcast hour. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Sounds good now. I didn't adjust anything yet. Uh, maybe I just didn't hear a reverb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember how I did that. That's what it was. Uh, We'll keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do a whole lot. Um, it was a. Um, I did try some things out, which was good. Mm-hmm. And um, let me know if that's better. Yes. Yeah, it okay. seems better. So I did. Uh, I was, you know, just trying some things out. Like, uh, you, know, I flew the whole A around. I wanted to see if there was any difference in how it. Uh, behave now that we have the whole C. I mm. did do some, you know, uh, practiced a little. Well, I just tried out the docking with the whole C and walked around. You haven't around hauled it. any cargo with it yet? Not, not really. There's, you know, I couldn't really find anything that was worth hauling. Hmm. Um, so I just kind of, I just tried docking it and running it and see what the fuel was like and how much fuel it used and, you know, um, Playing with walking down the tunnel to the back, you know, and all that. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's uh, it was fun. Uh, what else did I do? Um, uh, did some salvage, uh, which I had, you know, which is funny because I hadn't done any of that since the um, uh, the salvage Vulcan Vulcan Vulture. What's the salvager? Yeah, um, I hadn't done any of that yet, so kind of went really in. at all. Yeah, not at all. Only in the um, reclaimer, then. Yeah, only in the oh, reclaimer, okay. and then I never used the beams. I was always flying the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, that's I did some too. cargo uh, shuffling, and you know, off of uh, destroyed ships and junk like that. So it was pretty normal play. Cool. So, yeah. How about yourself? I have not played one bit. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot. Um, last week. It's like these things always happen. My found, my f- company founders came into town, <laughs> and uh, as the Brits will, 
they had us out every single night. Um, so my liver is um, in recovery mode this week. I, I am. You rarely will hear this from me. I am three days without a drink. I'm I'm drinking water right now. <laughs> but you know, I'm also preparing because I feel like Citizen Con will be a thing. <laughs> I just have a funny feeling. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm not a big drinker, but you gotta show me what a, a good old fashioned looks like and what a good that uh, you know uh, uh tonic. Uh, all I all I know is they better have Campari at the at the the Citizen Con bar. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. I would love a Negroni. <laughs> That's what I want to try. I'm oh, so good. Uh, I discovered a new one. There's, of course, um, of course, somehow I find a bar close by, like three blocks away. I've always known about it, but it's an Italian restaurant. But I I went there because I was on a date, and um, the person was like, oh, you like Negronis, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, let's go to Bar Camilo. I didn't know it was named after Camilo Negroni. Oh, so what do they have? But five different. Uh, I'm getting some kind of weird ringing sound, Seagard. Almost like a cord is touching something. Uh, is it a lousy laptop? I guess. Do you hear it? Yeah. Huh. What sounds? It. What does it sound like? Like a. <laughs> almost like something's like a piece of metal's touching your cable, or you have your phone near your headset or something. No, I don't even have a headset on. I'm on speakers. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It it keep it kind of like comes in, then goes out. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's okay. my headset. Um all right, well whatever. I so I discovered this bar that's named after Camilo Negroni and they actually have what is considered in New York relatively cheap Negronis for $12. <laughs> but um they have this delicious one that is instead of using Campari, it uses Chinar, which is a really bitter, like um, artichoke uh, liqueur. Well, it doesn't taste like artichoke. No worries. It's kind of based off of you know it's distilled with artichoke or whatever. But of course, my roommate and I went there a few times and made friends with the bartender, and she only charges us for one drink oh. out of six. Well, that's a good way to drink. <laughs> so twelve dollars for six Negronis is is a steal. It's like who's gonna take take care of it tonight? <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's been my life. Apparently, just drinking. Um, hey, nothing wrong with that. Heartily, I was so tired after the last week. Um. So luckily, I have been. Not doing much this week, um, but we're here finally. Um, so I, I don't want to go too crazy into some of the previous content because if you haven't seen it by now, you're never going to see it. I, I do want to jump into the CitizenCon stuff, but let's just do a quick recap of, of what happened in the last ISC. Um, it was a sprint report, and they didn't show off too many crazy things. We got to see a, another prototype of ship trespassing where it kind of looks just like when you're trespassing over an underground facility. Um, you uh, no longer will know if someone's trespassing on board, but you will be able to shoot anyone who's not in your party on your ship. 
you'll also, uh, if they run off your ship and run onto their ship, you can follow them onto their ship without getting a trespass warning. Um, so that's always good. You won't get a crime stat per se. So they're, they're handling that, which is excellent. Hopefully we'll see that soon. Uh, they showed off some new wayfinding and additional shops over at New Babbage um, to increase its utility. They demoed uh, the use of salvage beams operating independently through two different joysticks. That looked pretty cool. We also got a look. They updated the Hawk. So I think they decided that the, the rear seat for your passenger doesn't quite work for the way they envision the bounty hunting system. So instead uh, you'll be using one of those like hover cryopods. And when you move it next to the Hawk, it'll have an arm that comes out of that bay and pulls the pod in, um, which looks pretty cool. Boba Fett would approve. Yes. I think he'd be fine. You know, except, you know, half the time he vaporizes them. Uh, They showed off the component bays being put inside the freelancer. We got a white box for the X1, the Origin X1. We got a gray box for the Apollo Medivac. And we got to see some real fancy textures on the Santaki Eye. They showed off improvements to, uh, well, last but not least, I guess, they showed improvements to the way these different size cargo boxes will snap to the grid and show suggestions um, when there's a bad location that you're about to put something on. So uh, should be a good quality of life improvement if you're trying to stack different size boxes. So that was the most recent ISC, um, and they've been on hiatus now for, what, a week? We just didn't get one last week, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm sure they'll be on hiatus next week as well, and probably closer to... Um, November, we'll see them come back. Uh, anything exciting from that episode that you really liked, Seagard? I know it was kind of a lamer uh, sprint um, report. Yeah, I mean, I like the sand. You know, I'm trying to think back because it's been a while. The Santaki Eye, I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Um, yeah, it looks it, cool. It it looks cool. Looks a little too rigid compared to the Santaki or the uh, Cartuol. Cartuol, right? Looks a little too structured maybe but and i haven't seen the true like carbon fiber textures like they're on the car to all um i think car to all is probably one of the prettier looking ships in the game when you can look at it up close yeah um so i'm, I'm interested to see how it comes out in the end yeah um, so it'll be cool yeah yeah and i mean it's soon. <laughs> very soon <laughs> yeah. right does it doesn't it come with 321 yeah, I think it's Or does. 321X. Yeah, I think it's 321XX. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, 321 has been progressing steadily through the PTU. Um, it sounds like it, they're targeting release very soon, like around CitizenCon. So uh, have you uh, checked it out at all? Uh, you know, I have not. And I'm actually kind of... Um, it's kind of interesting that they did not deploy it a week early. I'm really, I really thought they would have deployed that a week early, kind of. Um, and they actually tried two weeks early. Uh, so I'm kind of surprised they don't. I mean, I kind of, I would rather have seen it come out before they went, we went to CitizenCon. Mm, but it's pretty traditional that they do it at a CitizenCon. I mean, there, there's precedent for that. 
It's happened a few times at least. You know? Yeah, I just got my microphone. I got people moving here. Old people. (laughs) They're like creepy little space aliens. (laughs) I love how you're at your parents' house and they get to hear their adult very adult son record a video game podcast their youngest one 61 yeah still very adult shaking their heads they shake their heads um so uh, another thing i wanted to talk about before diving into the citizen stuff is what they did for star citizens anniversary um which is semi-controversial um, and as per usual, doesn't phase me, but you know, I'm just one of those people, I guess. Um, so for those who don't know or haven't caught up, uh, for Star Citizens Anniversary, they started an in-game event where around Stanton you can discover golden, uh, essentially golden tickets or golden licenses uh, that will allow you to trade them into a ship rental kiosk in order to rent an F8C Lightning for 24 hours, and it will also unlock the ability to purchase the ship from CIG. Uh, it, it will cost 260 war bond and 300 with credit. Um, so, yep, F8 light, F8C Lightning purchasable with these tickets, um, and then. The there is also a platinum card that is only spawned when a dev is around because they spawn them. You have to kill the dev, I, th- I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and everyone on the server will be alerted when that dev has where the dev is. There'll be a mission marker, and people can go vie for it. Um, and you know, it essentially ends up belonging to whoever can loot the platinum card and turn it in at one of the ship. Um, uh, ship dealers, you'll receive a free uh, LTI F8C Lightning. Um, so interesting, um, but controversial for a few reasons. I, I, I guess before diving into what other people think is controversial, what are your thoughts, Seagard? Does, does this bother you roughly? Not, at, not at all. You know, I've got two of them uh, coming. So I, I actually think it's. I think it was clever the way they did it. Um, mm-hmm. And I I loved their little animation. I'll go back on mute. Make a lot of noise on my side. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on mute. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. You can uh, talk. Just but so you're unfazed. Anything about it? Like, have you tried to get a ticket? Uh, well, I have two. Two tickets? Oh, I have two of the fighters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get one One of the, the, the you know, because I've been so stingy on this game. Hmm. So I get, you know, one of the one of the black and gold ones, which mm-hmm. I really, I really like the, the, the cinematic they did. I thought that was really cool hmm. with all the ships showing up as they go, it's on you, it's on you. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. really cool. And then I uh, I liked the gold interior. I saw someone who did a review of it, quick review, and they did a review of the executive edition, and it's got gold trim on the inside. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it looks really nice on the inside. So it's, it's going to be put in the game, I'm guessing, right? It's going to be flyable with 321. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who owns one gets the fly. Yeah. So now I did do the Q and A, and they were saying that like it doesn't have, it's not a gold standard um, version oh. of the ship. Right. So it doesn't yeah. have everything. They still have to go along and kind of fix that stuff up, and that'll come yeah. down the road. Well, I mean, for me. I guess maybe it's better to just talk in the context of why people are upset because it doesn't really bother me. I don't have an F8 seat. You know, I didn't qualify for the executive version and I never will, I don't think. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm not a, I'm not a big fighter guy to begin with. I will receive one when I complete Squadron 42, which is, you know, one of the things I think some people – of course, concierge people are upset that now people can buy this ship, um, you know, by finding a gold ticket. And from what I hear, the gold tickets are really easy to get. They're not like as sparse as, as CIG makes them sound like they are. Um, and then the platinum one has a special paint that's just like a platinum paint. But people were upset, you know, concierge was upset because... Oh, this was a thing for me, even though it has its own executive paint. Um, other people were upset because they said they'd never sell the F8C Lightning. Um, and they went back on their word. And then some people were upset about how, about the actual contest itself feeling like it was a little too streamer focused. Like all of a sudden it's a bunch of streamers. Um, but also, um, they kind of felt like all of a sudden we're doing this thing where you're encouraging things that you'd normally ban people for like pad ramming. Um, and so a lot of people felt like it was too soon to do something like this. And quite frankly, a lot of the cynicism, including from our, our good friend, well, he's not our good friend, but we know of him salty Mike. <laughs> he's not our good friend at all. We just talk about him a lot. Uh, you know, as we know, Salty Mike, he's a little bit cynical about it, but I think in this instance, he's absolutely right. Like, it's it's not that he's not our friend either. We just don't really know the guy. Yeah, we just don't know. Him. I don't want to misrepresent. We yeah. don't know him. Yeah, I, I neither, I neither hate or love him. He's a decent content creator who skews a little bit on the negative side for me, but I'm fine with it because um, he's a balanced voice, and I still watch him. Uh, but he uh, he felt like. Um, his whole thought process is, look, they haven't been selling as many ships. They have this ship on the shelf. Why not throw it out there? Um, and, you know, of course, the thought process is, why not? Let, let's build some hype for Citizen Con. Let's build some hype for maybe a, an announcement of Squadron. So, you know, to me, it's fine. I'm Like I said, it looks like a cool ship. We, I'm, I'm sure we've got more than enough in our our collective fleets to borrow one on occasion if need be, but I'll have one after I beat squadron anyway. So I don't really care. And you know, the thing is that they've always said everything that is seen will be available in the game without exception. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a huge deal in my opinion. People, some people just want to be upset. And of course, you know, of, of course CIG sometimes doesn't do themselves favors because it would be one thing if the golden tickets were hard to find, then it wouldn't look like a blatant money grab. 
but they've made millions off of it already. So, but you know, my goal, my thing is it's like, I want the game to be well-funded and I want the game to be the best that it can be. And I want to see continual progress. And if they have to do things like this, then so be it. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, CGI can do anything without getting criticized. I think <laughs> if they woke up tomorrow, they get criticized. Oh, computer generated imagery. Yeah. And uh, so I just, you <laughs> did know, did you I, catch your slip there? Secret? No. What did I say? You said CGI instead of CIG. Oh. CIG, uh, CIG, yeah. I think they would be, yeah. CIG would, CGI would always be criticized, right? The uh, CIG would be criticized. Um, so I just, you know, I take it all and just go, you know, whatever. It's like yeah. those who say some people have an unfair advantage. What's the advantage? We're not competing. Yeah, it's not a race. I'm not in the race with anyone. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, it's silly. You know, exactly. Well. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. There are plenty of people who don't care. I so, think everybody should get a javelin. There you go. Just start and off. Fly with, start solo. The biggest ship. And then you have to earn your way down. <laughs> to an aurora. That's right. You have to earn your way all the way down to a ship uh, so you can pilot it alone. Everything else, you got to start from the most most number of crew members down. <laughs> Oh goodness! <clears throat> so let's let's talk about the schedule for the event, right? Yes. So this is the first year; it's a two-day event. Um, the schedule's been out now for a little bit. Uh, I guess for starters, um, you know, Seagard and I are going. So unfortunately, Geeky has been bad, and I was trying to make swag and a better way of identifying us, uh, but. Um, yeah. You know, just be a lookout for our name badges. If you listen to the show, we'll, we'll be, yeah. um, and I'll probably post stuff in our, um, uh, you know, on our Twitter and, um, and in the discord, uh, as we're there in case, like there's a meetup or something, but, um, we're super excited. We're getting together with some of the guys on, on uh, Friday for some, for some sushi <laughs> and maybe popping fun. into the bar citizen. Who knows? And then, um, yeah, let's talk about the actual event itself. So day one, doors open at 9, um, and first session is at 11, and it's from 11 to 12.30. And it's called Shaping the Verse, the Future of Star Engine. From pixel to persistent universe and everything in between, join us as we showcase the power and depth of Star Engine, enabling the seamless scale push our games to the cutting edge of industry technology and beyond. This seemed like the course you would take in college. If you knew you were going to be drinking heavy the night before, I guess so. I guess so. Bring your breakfast, sit in the back row of the, of the amphitheater. It's a long session too. I almost feel like, you know what it kind of reminds me of? I feel like they're going to go into things where I can't remember if it was, last year or the year before or one of those where they were so well even even remember when they were doing the demo for the microtech one where they started out on the carrick and all this stuff um and then they did the theft and everything throughout that demo they sort of scattered in how they're 
improving the technology. And they were talking about, look, we can do this now. We can do this now. I feel like they're going to show us something interesting, like almost like here's how we went from zero to 10. And now this is how we go from 10 to a hundred. Right. You know, that would be cool. I'm in, and I'm I'm being facetious in my in what I'm saying because I do think it'll be an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. The thing about it about Star Engine is it is the total technology. It's the replacement of CryEngine. It's the total technology that they use to create a game, right? So I think of it as it's their Unreal Five. You know. So I keep saying, you know, today, apparently it's, yeah, you, you know, you know, do, do you think, you, don't you know, citizen cons coming? <laughs> what were you do saying? You, do you think that there might be, um, they might show us capabilities that are not part of star citizen, like maybe a, let's say a, um, fantasy world example of technology mm. they can produce. I, if I had my guess, <clears throat> I think they're going to show us some of the components of star engine that make it special and how I think this is in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong. Um, I think this is the, the session that says, this is the reason to believe that we can build a hundred star systems quickly. That's a good one. That's a good thought. Don't you think <clears throat> that's it's an hour thought. and a half? Yep. It can't be just like, because I've heard other people talk about it, and I don't think it could just be like, and here's a technology that does this. Yeah, they'll probably, like, of course, what are they going to do? They're going to show you, like, object scattering. They're going to show you probably placing things down and, um, you know, UGF type stuff or, or some of that stuff and populating planets and how quickly they can do that. That's what I think they're going to do. But, yeah, once again. It could be more like, and here's that tank now. You know, who knows? Right. <laughs> they usually start with a little bit more of a snoozy one anyway, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Now, granted, there is an asterisk, asterisk here that says all times are approximate. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is one that I'm excited about, and I know you're going to be excited about. It's at 1230 to 130. Fix it and fly it. Want to get a look at resource management in action? Here we showcase an exciting upcoming gameplay role that shakes up the vehicle experience, continues our journey towards multi-crew gameplay, and affects all life in the verse as we know it. So I'm hoping we get a good demo of that. Yep, that would be good. And there's lots of stuff on the um, you know development tracker. I was looking yeah. at that today. There's a lot of stuff, envir- you know, environmentals, there's gravity, mm. uh, well, lots and- of things related to that type of activity, and they're basically complete. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, and this comes to me because I was watching Salty Mike in a Answer the Call yesterday. Uh, it wasn't, the, the show wasn't yesterday, but I was watching it yesterday. And they were doing pretty much what we're doing right now. And yeah. What what's that? Yep, I just picked up the laptop. Oh, one of the things that they had said that I thought was interesting is if you really think about it, it seems like we talked about resource management recently, but it's been months, months since we actually talked about it. They just happened to be really in depth at the time, but we really haven't talked about that since like 
either like end of Q1 or beginning of Q2. And, you know, we've been almost a half a year since then. So they've probably gotten pretty far with some really interesting stuff for us to look at. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, next is the cosplay competition. It's a half hour powered by Toby um, at one thirty, And then there's a lunch break for an hour. And then it comes to Talking Ship 2953. And it says, presenting this year's newly released vehicles with a focus on how lore of the past is shaping vehicles of the future, as well as a look at the pipeline itself and the new methodologies within. Um, any thoughts to what this means, Seaguard? There are some leaks that point us to a little bit, but... No, I haven't, I haven't been able to look at any of the good leaks. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I by the they're... way, did you claim your... Um, did you get your, your code for your um, Citus Compact that? thing? No, you'll have to tell me how to do that. It comes in your email. Okay, okay. I'll find what the email says, and I'll tell you what it is after. You just have to redeem the code in your cart, and then it'll add to your... Inventory? Inventory, yeah. But one, some of the plushies are redacted. So from what I've seen in the leaks, um, they are going to be releasing, and I don't know if it's a concept of straight-to-flyable, but a um, modern-day... Zeus. I, it's on the build tracker, so I thought maybe that was one of them. Oh, it's on the tracker? The Zeus? Zeus is on the tracker. Oh. Since when did it go on the tracker? Yeah. Was there a... There wasn't a roadmap update today, was there? Yeah. I just saw it today. Oh. We, there's at least three vehicles that are completed Yeah, that are unannounced, so... Well, word is we're going to be seeing a straight-to-flyable Drake um, uh, cutter variant, which should be like a scout ship. The Zeus, which I'm going to guess is like a... I'm going to guess it's a concept. And then something else and a vehicle is what I've heard. But Cool. We shall see. And then I'm curious to see what they're going to talk about with regards to the pipeline, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I find this one really interesting as well. Uh, after this, four o'clock, navigating the universe. Oh, Travel yeah. with us to the forefront of navigation with a look at the evolution of UI features that help players view, engage, and interact with their surroundings, offering new, offering exciting new perspectives on the Star Citizen universe. I mean, I'm just hoping it's the new star map. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff um, I saw in there about uh yeah i was thinking star map i was thinking the moby glass mm. um, I was uh, even thinking how we interact with the uh characters the npcs mm, i think that might be a different one because there's something uh on day two that sounds like that might have more of it well it could also be um things like fps scanning improvements oh, yeah. to scanning in general yeah maybe um maybe mfds didn't i see something about scanning being complete Mm, I don't know. I know we are close on it. Maybe um, sensors. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I suspect we're going to see working sensors now. I think that's going to be an aspect of gameplay. Mm. And then, you know, four to five, it's done. However, the venue does not close until seven. So you get to walk and check things out. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, some people are speculating, Oh, is there a secret thing on, you know, on the schedule? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so on do the that. first day. Yeah. I don't think so at all. I would think they'd wait for the second day anyway, but it should be an interesting day. Well, you know, considering, considering day one has that big break, why don't we jump to the new floor map? So, um, first of all, they have, um, the, um, they are calling this checkmate station for some reason, you know, it's like pyro themed for the event map. Uh, they have an entrance listed there. I think, um, there's a, a little ride the dragonfly, um, photo moment, uh, with new cut paint colors or, you know, paint scheme. Uh, they've got a welcome to pyro section and we don't know what it is, but it looks like a big room with a lot of long desks and computers. Yeah, that could be interesting. Long desks and computers. I hadn't seen that. I saw the room. I was thinking it would be some kind of mock-up of a pyro station. Like you walk. Oh, no. It looks like literally like long, 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 long desks with a bunch of computer chairs and a bunch of monitors. If you really look at the, the map there. Yeah, I haven't looked at it recently. Yeah. Um, then they have the fight or flight live, you know, the whole Atmo esports competition that's going to be going on. That'll be going on throughout the, um, entire event. There's the content creator corner, which I'm guessing we didn't sign up for and I didn't know about, so we couldn't <laughs> put ourselves there, but we can go visit other people and be like, ask them questions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a merch store. There's a general lounge for us peasants uh, and a VIP lounge for those of us who aren't peasants. Um, but it looks like it's probably a very expansive space. And then community booths. I can get into that with my uh, status. What's that? I wonder if I can get into that with my Praetorian status. I think, uh, I think it's for people with the VIP tickets. Uh, well, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and then the rest are community booths. I will say JRDF are going to be there. That's cool. Um, hopefully they're doing like giveaways. I'd love to win a little Carrick uh, model or something. (laughs) Um, but a bunch of different communities there. We, uh, should try and do that next time if it's local or easy to get to. Um, so yeah, that's the event. And then they have, of course, the Stanton theater, they call it. So it sounds like they're creating like, you know, the theater Stanton, the hall is pyro. So we'll see it. It looks like it might be themed really cool. Uh, and they even have like the food menu. I don't, did you see the food menu in um, chat? No, I didn't know they were going to have food there. Yeah. They have for, you know, if you're hungry or whatever, but it's all themed off of like turbo burritos, <laughs> big bennies and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to be hungry and we're not going to want to leave. Or at least I'm not going to want to. No, I I'm get, not either. I get too excited. I do too. Um, Day two, doors open at nine again. Uh, and then uh, first session starts at 11. It's called Character Advancement. Uh, we explore the outlaw styles found on the far frontier, the new technologies enabled in our next generation of character customization, and the much anticipated arrival of Diverse Coiffer. 
So the worst what? Coiffer. Oh, haircuts. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> hopefully that, I mean, that should be interesting. Hopefully maybe we'll see something cool with like, maybe they'll show off some beards, maybe some more variation in faces. Tattoos. Yeah. Maybe something where we can maybe try and look like ourselves. Um, next up at, at 12 is life in the first person. Get an up close and personal look at upcoming major improvements to first person gameplay, diversified combat AI behavior, overhauled weapon handling, and how we're shaping a more immersive dynamic universe through seamless and tactile interactions. So that seems interesting. Pretty straightforward, except for that tactile interactions. Maybe they're showing a new interaction mode. Yeah, I don't know. Anything you hope to see out of that session? Um, not really. I'm kind of keeping my uh, expectations down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I just expect it to be, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm an, uh, pretty much an optimist on everything else. But yeah, in live things, I tend to dampen my expectations. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, right. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, next up, an hour-long session called Taking Flight. We launch into the next iteration of Star Citizen's flight experience and explore impending improvements for every aspect of space and atmosphere traversal, combat, and interaction. So, sounds like new flight model. Maybe we'll see some more about master modes. Yeah, I haven't even looked at those yet, so... What's that, Master Modes? Yeah, I haven't looked at any of that stuff. Oh, in, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, in 3.20.3 uh, or 3.20. Or whatever it is. In 3.21? The, yeah, Arena Commander. No, 3.20. Arena Commander. 3.20. Yeah, I haven't looked at any of that. Um, they also have a special Arena Commander. I think it's happening now or soon they're going to bring back Gunrush, but everyone's going to be skeletons. For Day De- of the Vara. Um, then we've got a lunch break. At 3 p.m., we've got Living on the Edge. We delve into the living conditions and environments of outlaws and settlers trying to carve out an existence beyond the safety of the UEE megacorporations and other confines confines of the 30th century society. Uh, so that, to me, sounds like the pyro panel. Yeah. What do we think? I mean, is there anything we're going to learn that we haven't already? We've seen so much on Pyro now for how many years? Yeah. I, I'm i very interested to see um, if they have anything about um, the economy, right? Yeah. Or maybe how Pyro affects the economy. Or the other thing I was thinking, and I might have even heard this from Salty Mike and Co., uh, is this might also be the narrative team talking about life in Pyro for more of a, like, you know, yeah, good point. A narrative point of view or a lore point of view. Uh, maybe they talk about it from a, you know, law point of view too, like, or a reputation perhaps. There's a lot of ways that could manifest. Um, Excellent. So then um, 
Next up is what seems like the big keynote here, Destination Adventure. From high up in orbit, down to the surface of our planets, and deep into the underground, we delve into new interactions, missions, and gameplay, and more coming to the Star Citizen universe on all levels. To me, it sounds like they're going to show some of the new UGFs and some of the fun stuff that is kind of closer around the corner. Yeah, what do you think before December, early January, February yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, that'll be 45 minutes, it seems. And then after that is the closing ceremony. And it says the venue closes at 530. So I'll be at Rocket Burrito for that one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I wonder, like, the venue closes at 5. Uh, funny enough. It says the closing ceremony, and it makes it seem like it's 15 minutes, but then it says the venue closes at 5.30, so it's like, is it 15 minutes? Is it 45 minutes? What do you think is going to be in the closing ceremony, huh? (laughs) Any guesses? Oof. Announcement, I'm thinking. I think so, too. That's what I think. I just don't see how they could not. Maybe it's hopium, but I've been living on hopium for a couple of years now. I mean, it's my main food group for the most part. I mean, I, I think we will get something. Who knows? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Now, given, oh, that sound is happening again. Yeah, it's real loud. Oh, really? Oh, oh. Better? It stopped. Yeah, it stopped. I'm probably too close. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Um, given given what we know about the venue space, wh- I mean, what what do you think? What are you hoping we see that kind of might come out of some of these talks? Definitely some um, harder timelines, right? Instead of kicking can down the road, I'd like to see one of the can- the cans end up right and say. Yeah, we're we got a, a target date, and it's January or February for Squadron Forty Two, right? Um, I think the the best thing we might see is a. Um, I think at, at the optimum end, we might be given a sample scenario to play on our own or something, uh, but that would be at the extreme optimum end, right? Hmm. Um, but I think we're going to see some. I think we're going to see some Squadron 42 stuff that's related to it coming live uh, or being available and within the first quarter of next year or by the end of the year. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I I feel we'll get, and I, I agree with once again, Salty Mike can go on this one. I think we'll get a loose release date. like. Winter 2024. Truly really means 25. Well, <laughs> when they say winter the season, though, for video games, it's like November, December. Mm-hmm. Even though winter technically starts in December here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I do think, I mean, given it's saying, given the floor chart says welcome to Pyro, and, and I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, after uh, it kind of looks like banks of computers, I think we're going to get to demo it. 
and I have a feeling they'll not allow us to record in that room. That would be cool. Do I'm getting that sound again? Sorry. That's okay. Um, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't come through too bad on the, on the episode. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what else to to say. I think I have a feeling, just given the past few years. I have a feeling they're trying to move towards something more pragmatic, less showy. Um, you know, I'm hoping we get 60% around the corner, you know, next six months content to, or maybe even 70% to like 30 to 40% further out stuff like within the next year. What do you what do you think? So, do you think we're going to see more close release stuff or further term release stuff? I don't. I you know I I'm still the optimist, but I tell you one thing: it kind of goes back to your question before. What would I want to see? I would love to see an example of an actual example in-game of server meshing. You know how they always have this diagram that says ship A comes around the, you know, comes in the Stanton, can't see past the moon to ship B, but ship B can see C, but it's too far for the draw distance, but the scanners can see it, so it shows up on the radar screen. And and as they get closer now, ship A can see ship B, and ship B can't see A, but they can see them on Mm. the scanners. I would like to see that actually. You know what I'm talking about? They've shown it like two or three times in there. Yeah. Different demos. I would love to see that actually displayed in a real game. Not in the PU, but in like a PTU test environment. Mm. It'll be... That, I mean, it would be exciting. It would be interesting to see. And uh, I would yeah. like to see... I would like to see an actual instance of containers like right now i think a planet is a container right but i would Mm -hmm. like to see an actual example of containers um on you know on uh on meshed compute on on meshed servers right Mm -hmm. and i think that's what that encompasses with that little diagram they were that example they always use I think that would really be exciting to me because that opens up a lot of possibilities, right? Yeah, definitely. Do you think we'll see any Vondul type activity? I don't know. I I don't know what to expect anymore, to be quite honest. I'm hoping we'll see some really cool stuff, and I think we will. But I don't know. Oh, I'm getting that sound again. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm moving away from it. <laughs> is that is that really what it is? Is when you move forward? Yeah, I think it's probably my hands. <laughs> You're just radiating well, so much. You're kind of near the side, and I think that's where the speakers are. Oh, just probably giving me feedback. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, uh, you know, we we will have tons to report on. Um, Secret right. and I will try and do mini interviews with people while we're uh, over at the event. Um, but uh, even if not, we will, we will do our best to uh, report 
the news. I will be probably posting a lot from our um, Twitter account, maybe posting in our Discord as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you're not able to make the event, I'll send pictures of kind of like the hall space and if there's anyone interesting we meet or anything cool like that. Um, You know, here's a question for you. Oh, sure. So this is why I was just talking with Hamar and Badger about this. And just when you were getting on, we were going to record. And I was trying to speculate how long it would take to jump to Pyro, right? I mean, is this going to be a 30-second jump or is this going to be like the time it takes you to go from, you know, uh, New Babbage to freaking, you know, Yella? I mean, Mm. what is this going to be? Any thoughts on that? I think it'll be a few minutes of active gameplay. I'm hoping because I'm trying to think how, you know, we we mentioned uh, having a little exploration trip, you know, mm. uh, probably the Carrick and probably a Star Fair and some other things. And uh, I was trying to think, do we even need the brain fuel? Is that going to even be a, a need for that uh, if it's mm. so short? So uh, I would like especially to the idea of a. And I do think we'll see it, what it's going to be like to quantum jump. I do think we're going to see that. You mean in a jump point or quantuming? I think we're, I'm sorry, jump point. I think oh, okay. we're going to see that, an actual demo of that while we're there. I think, I I think they're not going to show, I could be wrong. I don't know if they're going to show that. I think if they're, if the welcome to pyro section is really what it is, um, maybe we'll get to do it. That'd be fun. Maybe it'll be us testing jump points. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Interesting. It it will indeed, Mister Seagard. Um, so we've got one tip and trick um, over the many weeks that we've been <laughs> abandoning our audience, um, and it's from Zeem from many weeks ago. <laughs> And he said, with optimism that this particular issue is fixed by the time of the podcast, (laughs) I don't even know. Uh, It's been found that the current issue causing cargo to fail to sell is caused by mixing cargo types on the same stack on the grid. This means, for instance, if a box of gold is on top of a box of barrel, selling either of these materials is likely to fail. Instead, take a minute to use your pyro tool and ensure all of your cargo is in the same type stacks, discarding any extra boxes if necessary. I've had 100% success selling my cargo since taking this precaution. That's a phenomenal tip and trick, That's really That really is good. Um, and I have no idea if they fixed that or not. Seagard, um, yeah. I didn't know it was an issue, so it makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, think that's, I think it's a great tip. Any tip or tricks from you? No, I just... Uh, not... Not really. I did um, trying to think. Not really. I, you know, I was really kind of just learning the salvage from guys and you know how to use the beams and how mm. to bring those together. Oh, that's uh, right. Because you because <laughs> you never used the beams before. Yeah, yeah. Now tell me though, is it not fun? It's pretty fun. It's it relaxing, is pretty isn't fun. it? It's pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was it was good. I got a couple boxes off of. I was doing the real small missions. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'd go out there and, you know, I'd do like a 100 eye, but I'd strip all the weapons off of it and everything else. Mm. Uh, 
but you know it was okay. I did find I went and stripped one of the other uh, uh, Vulcans and uh, found out it was full of cargo, which is great. Mm. <laughs> full <of> salvage. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, they've they've improved the the um, cargo on some of like they've increased the mix and the the potential reward of it. Right. Which is fun. So I'm looking forward to trying um, uh, in the wake of disaster again. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I had a good time doing it, and you know, I even had I flew around in the uh, the whole sea was really kind of fun to fly. Nice. I flew uh, docking. It was pretty straightforward. It wasn't real hard. I'd never done that before. Not even in the Carrick, I hadn't docked it. I think the only <laughs> thing I docked probably was the uh, hammerhead. I think that was the only thing I docked before. Um, Yeah. And uh, I found that was fun. Um, You know, the, I guess the other thing was I tried the new cargo out on the Hull A because I wanted to see kind of how it, how it worked. And it looks so much better with uh, the 16, you know, the double box size units on it. It just looks better. It looks more streamlined. Um, You know, the Hull A was working perfectly. Everything worked great. It was a fun. It was a fun couple hours just running cargo with that thing, picking things up and so on. Mm, so, I could imagine. Yeah, it's such. A, it's got. You know, a lot of people don't like it, but it does carry a fair amount of cargo, and it's got weapons racks that work. It's got cargo storage internally where you can store your goods in bins. You know, you can you can crash in the bunk if you want. It. You know, it's it's. Airlock works well. It's it. You have the dimmable lights. You have a lot of good features in that ship, and it works perfectly. Mm. Um, I would really hope we get to see the whole B here soon, because I mean it's a, you know, it's a single ship like the whole A, but it's got a lot more cargo. It's three hundred and something. Mm. So it's got a little bit more uh, soloable, but. Yeah, and you can uh, land with it, and it and it's um, it's a solo person ship. So I would I would hope that we get to see that soon. Yeah, well, I would imagine so. Yeah, but uh, you never know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, very cool. Uh, So that brings us to our. uh, Next one, which is for science. Do you have anything for science? Because I won't play it if you have nothing. I have nothing. I didn't even come up with a question. You know what? We'll play it just for fun. We don't have anything for science this week. (laughs) So, how about that? Um, Alrighty, so... Next up is, sorry, I lost my track on the page, is your question from a month ago. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm writing my new one now. So Excellent. <laughs> so Seagard had asked, external defenses for bunkers are non-existent as you can just land next to the bunker and walk in. Combat is limited to in- the interior of the bunker. I think the fight should be on the surface and defenses be more substantial. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, Shiri Gami said, they just can't have, uh, 
they just didn't have pathing and AI for that when they added bunkers. Just seems like something they'll add eventually. Uh, Drow said that would be amazing. There are there's tons of games out there with AI to defend something like a bunker. An all-out ground assault with vehicles on the surface would be nice as well. LA32344 said, I agree with this wholeheartedly. It'd be nice to give APCs and tanks a true purpose, especially for the higher-ranked bunker missions. Um, you're doing it again. <laughs> oh, sorry. Again? Sorry. Uh, CM Fry said, Yes, I agree. I think that there should be uh, more AI, AA, and NPCs on the guns posted outside with one or two more um, within. I think uh, there should be a tank or two for ground vehicles as well. Also, two or three guys at the entrance and elevator. There should be people working at the contraband counters and others uh, storing them as well. Uh, as Gateman said, multiple lines of defense for the most secure bunkers, anti-air than anti-personnel, then it perhaps, uh, then perhaps even fortifications inside bunkers to break through. I'd also like to see some bases impossible to attack from the air. Uh, will require some reconnaissance to see what defenses they have, then plan accordingly. Earth said, "I agree with the folks above, but I think they should always have what I'd call." a noob bunker mission always as an option to keep the gameplay available for folks that just aren't good at PVP are new to star citizen and are coming in with their Aurora or not in a group. As Gateman said, yes, bunkers that have disorganized bandits all the way to paramilitary bunkers that will require planning and groups of people to take it down. I kind of think of this as it's similar to raids in other MMORPGs. Genly Annoyed said, I'm in agreement. I like that. I am in agreement. My additional <laughs> thought would be stealth and e electronic warfare, electronic warfare gameplay to allow you to influence the battle space and give some less skilled player like myself some way to overcome these situations. Perhaps even using feints to draw defenders away from a facility to allow a second team to slip in and maybe even provide a surprise for the defenders coming from their own facility. Quinine said, I think they should have different levels of difficulty. Like, if you play solo, you can choose to attack an easy one with no external defenses, but if you're with a crew, you can choose to attack a more difficult one that has more defenses. The harder it is, the better rewards are, of course. Zeem said, for underground facilities, it doesn't feel so necessary, since ideally the underground area alone should be substantial content by itself. I do feel that derelict outposts should have more anti-air countermeasures. Those, though, so, sorry, more anti-air countermeasures, though, so people don't just sweep in with their ships and mow everyone down, which feels against the spirit of the mission. Personally, I enjoy parking 2K out and driving in with my cyclone to make a ground attack, but most won't even consider doing that with things as they currently are. And then Hadi J said. Like the ideas above, I would appreciate a mix. Sometimes I'm just looking for first-person combat and might not be into the approach being so difficult. Um, in fact, I have a ship just for that purpose, 85X, the faster quantum drive, just to get me there. That being said, yes, it would be super cool to have to soften the place up first or land just a few clicks out to make a take approach. And um, that was the last 
of the answers to the questions. Good stuff, guys. I I like all the ideas. Yeah, that's good. What's your question of the week this week, Seagard? So this one is, uh, okay. So given a group of 20 players, what group of ships and vehicle would you, vehicles would you take on your voyage to the pyro system? Oh, excellent. Quite on theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we're hoping so. <laughs> um, I'm going to come home with my tail between my legs if we don't see pyro. <laughs> <laughs> right. We will. We will. Um, so there was a Q&A. Well, we have a Q&A. <laughs> there was a Q&A. We have a Q&A. Uh, and there so, were some questions. Uh, you'd think I did drink today, but th- apparently <laughs> this is me off alcohol. So <laughs> this is what you get. It's not great. I know. Um, I think I'm better on, apparently. Um, you'll get to see in person, Seagard. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Seagard? You're awesome. I love you, man. <laughs> this is amazing. Little community. Me, me, me. Um, <laughs> uh, so Tavo said, ultimately, will it be faster to load cargo on a ship like the whole sea, where the cargo is loaded on the outside, or the Banu Merchantman, where the cargo is loaded on the inside? What do you think, Seagard? I think it depends on the equipment. Mm. And the size, right? Banu's much smaller than the whole city. Yeah. Also, the Banu Merchantman, I don't feel like the Banu Merchantman is going to be buying a bunch of cargo at one place. I feel like they're traveling the verse and curating. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I, You know, cargo loading can't take that long, right? Yeah. And, and if you're going to do it manually, it really... I would say that has to save you some money, but it's I don't think it's enough to to save you millions, right? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and I do think ships like the whole sea, I don't think it's possible to load them by hand. Not with the hand tractor beam, but with the yeah, tractor yeah. beams on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, maybe with those, yeah. Um I I personally think like the key for cargo ship loading in general is going to be while you're waiting for it to load, what can you be doing? Right? So I'm guessing there's going to be a couple time sinks that will help ease the pain. Uh, you could be plotting your course to your destination. You could be communicating a contact in that destination to see if they're ready and available to receive shipment, especially if it's player to player, you could uh, be maintaining your ship, maintaining your weapons, maintaining your equipment. Um, Maybe you're going into the landing zone to talk to some contacts or see if there might be other missions on your route. Um, You know, maybe just go for a drink with your org mates, um, hire some, uh, defense for your ship, you know, those types of things. Um, you know, if those exist, then, then it won't necessarily matter as much with the cargo loading because, you know, you can have the higher dock workers or whatever to load it for you. And, you know, it might take slightly longer, but I I do think ultimately Tavo, it'll probably be faster to load your ship yourself than the cargo timer. 
I just had this thought. I, you know, it would be cheaper more than anything else. What would, if I was them, I might consider some, some level of, or certain size of cargo ship mm-hmm. where it's just not worth stevedores even bothering. Right. It's kind of like, can you, can you paint my house with your 20 person crew? Yeah. We'll be done in five minutes. It's not worth it. Right. Yeah. All right. So I think like some ships, you may not even, I think it would be kind of cool that if some size ships, you couldn't even load them by hand. Right. Number Mm -hmm. one, they're too big. And on other ships, you couldn't load, you couldn't get anyone to help you load them except for your own crew. Yeah. Like, you know, a freelancer. That might be like a Nova, right? Or a, yeah. Yeah. Would that be too big? Certainly not an Aurora, right? I would think an Aurora you got to do yourself. Yeah. Right? It depends on if it fits in a shipping crate type of scenario. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, or, you know, it might be more expensive, right? It may, per unit, it may be significantly more expensive to a small ship. See, because I'm not a big cargo hauler, I always right. think about things in relationship to like, okay, what's this mean to me? So for instance, my Carrick, what is the cargo hold of a Carrick meant for? Most of it is probably meant to have provisions for you to go on long haul, Yep. you know, um, explorations. So what would that include? Spare components and repair equipment, uh, tons of medical supplies, Lots food rations, extra fuel, extra suits, extra equipment, scientific equipment. Um, that's parts. if you're using what's that? Spare parts and red it's, shirts. Exactly, like all the things that might come up, and then you might have some extra space for things that you find in your journey. Um, but for the most part, you're thinking about you're thinking ahead. You've got provisions. Most of those things. A spare component is only going to need to be restocked on your ship when you've used it, right? So the cargo hold of a Carrick will probably remain relatively stagnant except for things like spare fuel and food, unless there's a reason to to need other things. So, uh, you know, if you're using it for its intended purpose, um, so that's the way I always think about it, but whenever we think about manual loading and, and unloading versus timers, our hope and dream is that they'll find a way to make it fun, engaging and worthwhile to do either one. Right. So, uh, Quinine asks, you think it would be a nice option to have an open crew option? Like in sea of thieves, you log in solo, but set your party to open. So random people can join your crew. What do you think? Um, Yeah, you know, I think I think that would be the intent within the intent of the game. I think that people would screw with you. Yeah, I. So the way I see it working, Quinine, and they've kind of talked about this a little bit. It think of it as like almost like an extension of the service beacon, with the exception of it's what they call the job well. So there's a place you can go to get missions and it'll be a mixture of NPC driven and player driven missions um, where you can go 
see what's on the job well, what people are hiring for. And what will happen is your reputation based on how you perform as crew for other players will dictate your marketability on the job well. Um, and so people can put together short-term crews using that is, is my understanding. Versus like a, just an open party. You know, it'll be more than that because see if these is a smaller contained moment versus a giant universe. And if it was an open party, you're, you can't guarantee you're even in the same system once the game's big enough versus a job well, which is located, you know, in the system that you're in, usually planet side within a planet and you can post post jobs and people can accept assignments. We'll see how it ends up working though. You never know. But then again, that'll end up being, I think that'll make a case, stronger case for an org, trusted people that you work with every day who has a second language around everything and knows knows their way around your ship. Um, Drowse asked, are we approaching, as we are approaching modern day auto driving cars, do you think Star Citizen would implement something like that where you just put the location you'd like to go and the ship, ship system does the rest from takeoff to landing. What do you think, Seagard? I think that's very viable. I don't think they're going to do it. I'm not sure that they'll do it, but I do think it would be a, a, a reasonable feature. Yeah. I mean, you know, their whole thing is that they don't want you to be able to autopilot from takeoff to landing. They, you Yeah, know. but I mean, it does... Um, you'll have to have someone on the ship, I think. Mm. But I mean, I could see that you program it in and, you know, you go around and do repairs while it's flying. Maybe in Quantum. But they also made a case that they made it sound as though Quantum might become more hands-on than it was before, too. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Well... We won't have to figure it out. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I'm seeing extra weird things today. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, it's the lack of alcohol, man. The um, a lot of your your big cargo ships in the ocean are very automated. Mm. In fact, one of the biggest ones, is Cigar- the, you know, the ore haulers. The sound. It's um, the sound. Is that better? Yeah. So, yeah, it's my hand somewhere around the side bugging it. Um, so anyway, um, you know, it's meant so that um, if the crew is incapacitated, incapacitated by, like, food poisoning, the ship would actually continue the voyage and, and avoid weather uh, and yeah. then move to the outside area where the harbor is and then stop. So, you know, these big ships only have, you know, 20 people on board. They're not very... There's not a lot of manual stuff on them. Yeah. Hmm. I guess, you know, I, I think airplane, they're definitely in that in that category, right? I mean, yeah, you know, they really don't do a lot of touching of the controls due to fuel economy and things. The aircraft can give you so much better fuel economy and speed and altitude. Um, the pilots are there as backup. Yeah. I guess then what when then what does the pilot's role become? And you know we've already 
they've, they've keep giving us a sense that they want the pilot role to be somewhat active. So I don't know. Yeah, I get you. It does. It is baffling in a way, but maybe they'll use the AI, the anti-AI laws to sort of cover that. Um, Zim asked, Pyro has already been discussed in pretty extensive detail in previous citizen cons to the point I'm not sure what details are really left to showcase. What aspects of Pyro do you think are still missing that you feel or wish they would cover at CitizenCon this year? What do you think, uh, Zika? Yeah, I'd like to see the opportunities to play there without the pirates. Like, you know, what discoveries can be made there? The alien civilizations, rumors of alien civilizations. Is there, you know unique life to study uh, rock Would it be formation. cool if they showed us some, some actual animals in game? Well, yeah, but even, you know, like, you know, you know, some penguins of some moon, right? You know, the luminescent penguins of, you know, you know, the third moon of barfology or something. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't uh, seen that one on the star map. <laughs> barfology, huh? Yeah. Or uh, the ability to, um, you know, I'd like to understand more about how the radiation damages the ships and how it can mess with the systems on a ship. Mm. Um, and, you know, are there, are there any areas that are relatively um, peaceful that are occupied as opposed to, you know, the ruined station, which is, you know, a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Back to purposes, right? I, I, I hope I hope what we learn about it is the interaction between the gangs and a dive into like how how the law will be different there and you know maybe an example of what it's like to be a resident of Pyro like say you elect to be that Pyro be your starting location because you want to be a pirate or maybe maybe there's a reputation gate and you have to start at Grimhex and you know, you're a nine tails and you're working your way over the pyro. Who knows? But I, something like that would be cool. I don't know. I can't I, believe, you know, I feel like there's a lot of talk of the gangs and there's a lot of talk about um, the station itself, but mm. there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about the entire solar system mm. other than, you know, it's, got you know really bad shit and it's got and some pretty visual places too <laughs> yeah pretty visuals that's about it yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see i'm excited i mean all will be revealed soon um hadi j asked i've been reading about tractor beams allegedly being able to pull ships through quantum do you think the forthcoming C1 will be able to tow a vulture through quantum? I'm dreaming of being able to take one trip to salvage using the C1 to hold large weapons and larger storage containers while the vulture scra scrapes the hull. Um, and then he even replies right after, looks like the SRV has a size five tractor versus the C1's size three, so maybe not. What, what do you think? Will the size three be able to pull a vulture? Um, I, 
I doubt it, to be honest yeah. with you. I doubt, I doubt it. it as I well. think it's the size of the cargo we can lift, right? Yeah. Um, and I doubt that many ships are going to be able to tow another ship. That's going to be pretty rare. Yeah. Um, I don't think the SRV is the only one, but I, you know. I think it's the only one right now so far. Yeah, I think like a car- uh, what's the big Carrick? Not the Carrick, uh, the um, Krakens. Uh-huh. I could see them towing another ship. I could see the with the tractor beam towing another ship. But they don't have tractor beams, do they? No, but I'm just saying they're big oh. enough where you know you can yeah. usually tow a big ship with another big ship. Yeah, I I I wonder if they'll include a tractor beam with the crucible, the repair ship. Oh, that would be interesting. It looks kind of like a tugboat. Mm. I have a feeling it's going to look completely different. I think that's going to be one of the few ships that changes drastically. I really like that circular bridge, though. I think they'll keep the circular bridge. Yeah, I think that's really cool. But I think it'll, I think they'll use harder lines because they used very soft lines in that. And it looks mm. very different from any other Anvil ship. So I think they'll make it a little more military looking. Yeah. That'd be my guess, at least. Um, just as a, uh, just as a side thought for a second, I had, yeah. a, I had a dream the other night that, uh, or a vision, not even a dream, just a shot in my brain out of nowhere. It said the Orion. And I wonder if we're going to see the Orion pop up. Who knows? Uh, maybe. Yeah. That would be, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Me either. Me either. I just, I just thought it was interesting out of nowhere. I'm like, hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, going back to his original question, I don't see that as an option. Um, I think to move ships like that across the system, they're going to need the Liberator to do that stuff. Mm. I mean, the SRV will be able to tow a Vulture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you and the SRV's coming cargo, up. Right? You won't have the cargo capacity of a Liberator. Oh, Yeah. Oh, that's that's right. It won't have the C one cargo or anything. Right. It has very little. I don't even think it has any cargo. Yeah, that's well, the whole question about the voyage. You know, the twenty people. What ships do you take, right? And mm-hmm. how long is the quantum jump? Do you need quant? Do you need or how long is the jump? Do you need jump fuel? Um, should you bring a starfarer? A starfarer can carry quite a few people. Do you take a? Do you take a Carrick? Probably, um, you know, you can take a lot of stuff with a character. You take an ex, um, an Andromeda it comes with a snub fighter, right, for self defense. I mean, there's a lot of cool thoughts that you know I've thought about before. Mm. Put together these little fleets for a voyage, and now we actually make it to try it out, which would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to a time where. It doesn't seem like we're going to get anything on personalized cargo or anything like that. Um, that's probably too far out or like not going to be covered until post pyro. But um, I'm looking forward to a day where I actually don't have to stop for food because I can keep it on my ship. And yeah. I don't mean like on the counter, like in storage or in the kitchen, in a place that it's designated for. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a day that I don't have to have a messy kitchen on my Carrick. It's going to be cool when that stuff comes <laughs> I know that creates character for some people, but it's definitely not the way I would live. 
No, I would not either. <laughs> um, so those are all the questions. Any closing thoughts, Seagard? Hmm. I'm trying to think if I'm, what are your thoughts on uh, being able to buy some of the items at Star Citizen? I assume they're going to have some things for sale. Some swag for sure. I know they're releasing some new swag this year too. Oh, cool. Hope they got four X's. I know, I know. I, I know. don't mean two Dosakis. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm 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 in the three category here. Three X. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's gonna be like two wandering hippos rolling in. <laughs> Not just us. We're not alone, I don't think. Although we we might be the bigger ones of our group. That's right. That's right. Except if we look up at Nets, who's towering over us like a giant. He looks like the the bounty man. Yeah, his shoulders are so freaking wide. I mean, You're doing it again, Seagard. Move your hands. Oh, sorry. They're way but he can't even help himself. That's exactly what that is. Well, um, it must be my muscles flexing. That's it. That's it. It's all the electromagnetic energy coming from the muscles. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm excited to attend. Yeah. You know, if anybody is trying to link up uh, or just wants to chat, you know, definitely hit us up on any of the the different forums that we use. So, of course, you can email us at citizencastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle because I won't call it X at citizencastsc. You could submit a message through our Spotify landing page. Or, of course, you could join our CitizenCast Discord and post some stuff there. Um, as always, if you're out there looking for a new crew, an org, or simply people to play between, play with between your solo sessions, check out the community at Parley House. It's a neutral zone for all types of players to hang out, socialize, and enjoy the best damn space in the verse has to offer. And, of course, please check out friends of the show who are content creators, um, over on YouTube, we have Earth, Snorkel, and Undead, Pi- Undead Parrot. Um, we also have the music by Admiral Cody and Calibri. Um, and if you haven't already, take a look at Star Jump's new Fleet Viewer, which friends of the show, Graham and VMZO, uh, put a lot of work into completing. And they also um, fairly regularly pop on Twitch to broadcast um, that, dear friends wraps up another episode of citizen cast we're super excited for citizen con and we'll see you next time oh finally <laughs> another episode yeah, that's good good yeah wait way too long that should be my next nickname but then that'll sound uh, boastful <laughs> it's so weird that my hand was setting off that feet yeah that's unusual yeah, and I'm, it's like if I put it within six inches of the side of the, of the system, yeah. it makes that noise. I assume the speakers are in back or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I just turned the music down because you're a little faint. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm bringing it with me, so I, you know, there's no way I can leave it, so I got to take it. Yeah. I was going to bring my laptop, but I think I'm going to just not... <laughs> Yeah, I have mine, so there's no seat, no reason. You can use mine to get on and check mail, do whatever you need to do. But uh, yeah, so I'll look for you in the airport. I'll let you know when I land. Yeah. 
Oh, you so know what? I'll, I'll send you my uh, I'll send you my cell phone too, just so you have it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you. I don't. Do you have mine already? No, I don't think so. I'm gonna send it to you actually here. Well, I better should do it in Discord, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I'll Bye, guys. <laughs>